Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. The whole idea of the Scattered series is that we are um, a, a group of people that, uh, because of this pandemic, have been scattered. We've been kind of pulled apart from our comfort zones and our, our, our normal ways of life, and we've been uh, pulled apart from uh, hanging out together and those kinds of things. But that scatteredness that's been so valuable has been something that's pushed us all into a new growth area of life, a new place where we can experience God in a different way, in ways that I think are helpful and continue to push us forward, not backwards. We've never hit pause as a church. We never said, okay, let's stop doing church, let's stop. No, we've continued. And I pray today that God will continue to speak to our hearts as it relates to this whole idea of scattered. We're talking out of 1 Peter, which was written to a group of people that were scattered, that were scattered, that were pushed apart because of persecution, pushed apart for many different reasons, but persecution being the, the main one. The whole idea of this series has been a scattered church must do all they can to glorify God in the midst of the scattering. A scattered church must do all they can to glorify God, to make sure God shines, to make sure he shows up, that people see him, not us, but him, in the midst of the scattering. And so we've talked about embrace our hope. We talked about the very first part of 1 Peter is embrace our hope. The second thing that we talked about last week is be the difference. Go into the culture and be the difference. Don't be a part of the problem. Don't be a, a part of uh, an adding to the problem. Be the difference that brings solutions. Bring, be the difference that brings peace and calm and, and, and hope into the situation. Today we're going to talk about this idea of honoring our leaders. Oh my goodness. Talk about um, a set of words that could inflame or could put water on the fire. But we're going to talk about that. And I, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever worked for anybody that you didn't quite agree with? That <laughs> you didn't um, agree with at all, maybe? You, you were just polar opposites in values, polar opposites in perspectives, maybe even morality and all the things that, that uh, you, you believe they don't believe. And maybe some of the things that um, uh, you're asked to do. I remember working in the corporate world. I was a district manager and um, I was having such a problem with the way things were run in the company. And uh, I decided that it was my responsibility. I was going to go make things right. And I was going to go and tell the general manager uh, how to do things and, and why they need to be done the way they were done and all these things. And so I go and I meet with the general manager. He was a very, very nice man to, to meet with me. And I went in and I said, sir, I, I do not agree with the way things are being run. I do not. And, and I, I'm, I'm just a young, new uh, district manager for this company and I walk in and I tell him what's going on and he looks at me and he said this one thing. He said, I'm the boss and you're not. And I was like, what? I made this big argument. I made this great argument for why, how we could do business better and why it's not going right and all these things. And, and he looked at me square in the eyes and he said, Ricardo, I'm the boss and you're not. And if that's a problem, let me know. And here's what happened. I said, okay. 
And I went and I prayed. This is not a, a Christian company. This is not anything that, nothing Christian about this company. And I, went, I prayed and I heard God say, you go be the difference. You go be the person that supports him and encourages him and lifts him up and helps him elevate the company and, uh, however he chooses. There was nothing moral about what he was doing wrong. It was simply uh, methodology and philosophical stuff and all this kind of leadership stuff. And um, I, I said, okay. And I ended up being one of, the, one of the best employees there. I'm not bragging or anything. I'm just saying I'm, I'm one of the guys that, that was able to, to help make the company profitable and help move things forward. And I, I, want, I want to say this, that we have to understand our role in life. And our role is to glorify God in every circumstance. Not to agree with everything. Not to, not to say yes to everything, not to become a doormat or a, 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 something that, that doesn't stand for something, but we have, to, we have to understand that our number one role is to glorify God. And so today we're going to understand that, that this honoring leaders is part of that expression, part of that glorifying God, making God shine, making God apparent to people. And, and not only that, but making him attractive, making him attractive. I, I forget who it was that said it, but one, one person was asked, you know, what, what, what problem do you have with Christians? He said, I really don't have any problem with the Jesus of Christianity. It's the Christians that I have a problem with. And, and so we have to become the people that they don't have a problem with. And that's that's an interesting concept. Let's look at it. The big idea, the heartbeat of what I want you to grasp today is this. Honor is the will of God. That's a strong word, but I think it's time for a strong, strong perspective on this. Honor is the will of God because we are being watched by God and those who have yet to experience God's love, grace, and forgiveness. You ever feel like you're being watched? You ever feel like somebody's got their eye on you? Somebody's just watching what you're doing and they're watching every move you make. And some of them are watching to see just because they're curious. Others are waiting for you to make a mistake. Others are trying to understand what's going on in your life. Others just want to get near you because you've got something they don't. But they're watching. They're watching. Honor is the will of God. Because we are being watched by God and those who have yet to experience God's love, grace, and forgiveness. Here's the first point. And I want you just to hear it. You're not going to see it. But when scattered, when scattered, like we are, we should live for the lost's sake. We should live for those who have yet to discover God's love, grace, and forgiveness. Listen to this passage in 1 Peter 2. Verse 11, it says, dear friends, and what's so fascinating about this passage is, is the, uh, and, and the English doesn't really capture it. It's, it's saying, my dear, loved by God friends, I urge you, I plead with you, I beg of you, is the, is the urgency in this, in this statement. I beg of you as foreigners and exiles. He's telling people, not, they're not just foreigners and exiles in, in the land. Their home is in heaven. Their home is in heaven. To abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Why would we stay away from sinful desires? Because we are foreigners and exiles. As Christians, we need to be the difference. 
The, 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 the hungers, the sinful hungers, the, the lusts of the flesh, all those things are part of, of, of a sinful world. And if we're not different than that, then why would people want Jesus? It says, verse 12, love, live such good lives among the pagans. I don't like the word pagans, but it's, it's, it's simply a word that says, among those that have yet to discover God's love, grace, and forgiveness. Among those who have yet to know Jesus as their Savior. Live such good lives among those who don't know Jesus, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see, they're watching you, they may see your good deeds and glorify God. In the day he visits us. Many people think that in the day he visits us is when he comes back. It's not, it's not what it is. It's in the day that he meets them and saves them and redeems their lives. Live such good lives amongst the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds. And this whole idea of good deeds, it's a powerful concept of understanding that these are like, the, the good is, is like, whoa. It's that second look. It's like when you're driving down the road and maybe you're a car buff and you see this really nice car and you know, average cars going by, average cars going by, and then all of a sudden this really nice car shows up and you're like, you, you, you double take it. That's what we want when people see us. That's how we want to live when people recognize us, that we want them to, to kind of go, what, what? That was different. That was, that was amazing. That was good. That was, that's the way we want to live. And, and they glorify God on the day he visits us. On the day he comes and he saves us, he redeems us. We want that day to be the day when people glorify God because of the things, the, the, the double take that they've looked at our lives. It's powerful. It's powerful. We need to remember this one thought. Our citizenship must be clear. We are children of the King of Kings in whom we put our trust. Heaven is our home. That means that we are different people. We live differently. It doesn't make us weird. It doesn't make us strange. I don't, I, people are going to look double take at, at strange. But they're especially going to double take at lives that represent something different than the norms, something different than the expected, something different than uh, even the rioting that's going on right now. We need to bring peace to life and situations rather than that, that, that angst that um, is being felt today. The goal of our lives at the bottom line in this first passage, when we are when scattered, we should live our lives for the lost sake, for those that don't know Jesus. We should glorify God in everything we do. We live holy lives. We live lives that aren't bent to the, to, to the um, uh, sinful desires of our heart. And secondly, we live with good deeds. We live with double-take deeds. Those, those deeds that, that people look at and go, oh my goodness, that's different. That's, where did that come from? That's amazing. How did, how, how did that person act that way? And that's the way we live. When scattered, we should live for the lost sake, for those that don't know Jesus. If we don't do that, we don't have our mission in mind. Our mission is to uh, enter into the journeys of those who have yet to discover God's love, grace, and forgiveness. That's the mission of the Bible. That's the go and make disciples of all nations. That's, that's you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's the whole message of, of the mission. Go and make disciples. And no one's going to take a look if there's no difference. And so we need to live for the lost sake. Secondly, we need, when scattered, we should live for the Lord's sake. 
We should live for the sake of God. Listen to this passage of scripture. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority. This is, a, this is such a challenging statement in the culture that we live in today because we believe that it is for our sake that we should live. We, should, we believe that it is for us that we should live rather than for the Lord's sake. And, the, and, and this passage says, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority. Let's go put ourselves in the shoes of these, these um, exiled Christians right now that, that Peter's talking to. We're talking about Nero. We're talking about persecution. We're talking about a guy who hangs Christians up and lights them on fire to light his palace and to light the streets. We're talking about a guy that is messed up, that is not worth the, the, the honor and, and the, the, the things. But at the same time, Peter is saying the only way we're going to make a difference in that kind of culture is to be different, is to submit to their leadership and be the best possible citizens we could possibly be. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake, not for the, the governor's sake, not for the 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 the, the the emperor's sake, not for anybody's sake, but for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and commend those who do right. Listen to this. For, and we said this at the very beginning, for it is God's will. So I, I, it can't be more clear. For it is God's will that by doing good, that same good, that double take good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Our lives should be that kind of life that says, yeah, what I said about you isn't true. What I, what I thought about you isn't true. What I thought about your God isn't true. What you example, what you live is so good, is so amazing that I can't, I, I have to take back what I thought about you. I have to take that back. Here's, a, here's an interesting thought. We don't always agree with leaders. We don't always agree with um, decisions that are made, statements that are made. It's not about our agreement. It's not about our agreement. Listen to this. We should never lose sight of our witness for the sake of our rights. We should never lose sight of our witness for the sake of our rights. Now, we in America have a, a lot of rights. All around the world, Everybody has human rights. We all have, uh, we, we, we all should be treated well. We should all be treated fairly. All those kinds of things are, are, are amazing. But in this context of scripture, what, what Peter is saying is that we can never lose sight of our witness, of our responsibility to bring glory to God, to make God shine in our lives. So submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority. Why, why the Lord's sake? Because it's his desire that every human authority see Jesus. Every human authority somehow come to that conclusion that God is real, that God is, is a, a, a real in our lives. And as a result, because of the, the, the great character that we bring to our community, the great character we bring to our world, the great character we bring to any community situation, Jesus then is revealed. We can't lose sight of our witness for the sake of our rights. I don't think that um, Peter could write that. He says, stand up for yourself. 
in a persecuted world. Stand up for yourself in a, in a world where you're going to... He, he never says deny your faith. That would be wrong. He never says don't, uh, don't speak up when the opportunity's there, if it's okay. But he says submit to the authorities that are above you. And by doing so, you will live such good lives. You will show that you're such good citizens that the, the authorities will take notice and see God in your life. That's the goal. That's the ambition. And so when scattered, we should live for the lost sake, for those that don't know Jesus, and we should live for the Lord's sake. And then it says in verse 16, live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. In other words, don't take this, this liberty to um, know that you're, 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 God's your, your king, God's your Lord, God's everything to you, and disobey or disrespect those in authority. Live as God's slaves. It's a strong word. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Well, it puts it all in perspective that our goal is to treat people with honor and respect. It is the will of God to do that. Freedom from the burden of religion. That's the freedom that we have. Not the freedom of, from law. Not the freedom from uh, obedience. Not the freedom from submission to authority. It's the freedom from this religion. The effort to try and get saved by works. That's not what we're, we're, our freedom is for. Our freedom is from that religion. We don't have to do anything to earn our salvation, but we do have to do everything we can to glorify God. That's a powerful truth. And then it says, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Very, very powerful words. Then thirdly, when scattered, we should live for the, our reward's sake. Not for our sake, but we have to listen to this passage of Scripture. In verse 18, slaves, don't take this, this Scripture as an endorsement of slavery. That's not what this is about. But in the context, there was no choice but that many, many Christians were slaves. And so Peter is talking to those slaves. And he says, slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters. Again, offering up the idea that we are submitting to authority not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh, which is more likely the kind of, of, of uh, slave owner in those days. And then listen to this, for it is commendable. Remember, you're being watched. You're being watched by God. You're being watched by the lost. You're being watched by the authorities. And this is God watching. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering, because they are conscious of God. They are aware of God. But how is it to you, to your credit, if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? It doesn't make sense. If you do wrong, you deserve the beating. You deserve at least discipline, right? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. You see, when scattered, we should live for the reward sake, the commendable behavior. We need to live for that because God is going to recognize it. God is looking at us and going, are there, is their behavior good? Is it commendable? Is it that double take behavior? Or is it average behavior or less than average? You see, when we come to authorities, we are, God is going to say, did you live a commendable life or not? Church, I believe one of the brightest lights that we could ever shine 
is to say to our boss, to say to our authorities, I'm here to be the best possible worker I can be, the best citizen I can be, the best whoever I can be in any circumstance so that we can glorify God. And God will recognize it and it is commendable. It is that very thing that will make a difference. It will make a difference. Good or bad boss, good or bad government leader, good or bad anything, if we submit to that leadership, as long as it doesn't violate our faith and our loyalty and our our, 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 uh, <clears throat> our, our morality, then um, it is absolutely commendable to go and be the best slave, to be the best worker, to be the best citizen in our community that we could possibly be. And as a result, God is glorified. When scattered, remember that G what Jesus did for our sake. So we live <clears throat> for the sake of the lost. We live for the sake of the Lord because he's watching. We live for the sake of the reward because God is watching and is uh, going to commend us for our behavior. And lastly, and this is one of the most important parts, when scattered, remember what Jesus did for our sake. Verse 21 says, to this you were called. Because Christ, because, that because is, is critical, Christ suffered for you. Leaving, in, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Now this is critical because even in the context of our world today, when riots are happening because they disagree or they have a problem with an injustice that happened, and I believe with 100% that was an injustice that happened to George Floyd. I believe that we have a responsibility to act appropriately, not inappropriately. And, and what, what Jesus did for us is set an example of how we should submit, how we should commit to these circumstances. He, listen to this. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. That's the first thing. We commit no sin. This, Jesus isn't saying be passive. He's just saying don't sin. Right? Don't sin. Don't be passive, but don't sin. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. You know why? Because retaliation would have knocked him off his mission. Retaliation would have taken him out of his mission. And the mission was to redeem lives. So he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, listen to this. Oh, this is powerful. This is so good. This is so good. Because, I mean, when you disagree with somebody, don't you just want to get back at them? Don't you want to just kind of go, kind of slap them upside the head and say, what are you thinking? Don't you, don't you want to do something like that? I mean, maybe not. Maybe, you're, maybe I'm a little aggressive. Maybe not. But uh, maybe you just want to take a pillow and go, stop it. Whatever. It, anyway, this, this is the most powerful part of this passage. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. God. God judges justly. And we need to trust that. We need to believe in that. And so it's not always... It, it's, Jesus gave us an example. He was insulted. He did not retaliate. He suffered. He made no threats. Instead, he knew that God was going to judge those people. God was going to bring justice, and justice will be had by God. That's something that you can trust in. Verse 24, he goes on. He says, he, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, <clears throat> 
so that we, we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. In other words, we are saved. Don't ever forget that. When scattered, we need to remember that what, what Jesus did for our sake. In verse 25, we for you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and, and overseers of your soul. In other words, you are, we are in the hands of an almighty God who cares for us more than anybody else. He's just, he's righteous. We can trust him. We can know that no matter what happens in this world, no matter how unjust things happen. And I don't, I don't believe that, I believe that justice will take place because God will not stand for injustice. This is powerful. This is powerful. We must always remember that our first calling is to make Jesus shine, not ourselves. And when Jesus was being punished, when Jesus was being unjustly killed and beaten and insulted and hung on a cross... What did he do? He, first of all, all of that was for the mission. And secondly, he knew that justice would be had. He knew that justice would, would eventually come around. And we have to trust that. We have to be confident in that. It's, it's not any, any earthly leader. Yeah, they're, they're put there for a reason and a purpose. But ultimately, God is in control. God will bring his own judgment someday. I don't know when that is. And that's the tension that we all live with. But this passage of scripture is simply saying this. When we're scattered, when we're scattered, we need to live for the sake of the lost. When we're scattered, we need to embrace the idea that we need to live for the sake of the Lord. For he's watching. The lost is watching. And what will they think of us? Will we prove them right in their thinking that Christians are weird and strange and, and they don't, they're irrelevant? No. We live in such a way that they double take our actions and they go, wow, that's amazing. We live for the Lord. We, we live for the sake of the Lord. And, and God looks at us and goes, that's amazing. That's the behavior that I want. That's the kind of character I want you to show. And we live remembering that Jesus did amazing things for our lives. When scattered, we should live for the sake of the lost, for the sake of the Lord, and for our reward. And never forget what Jesus did for our sake. We, we are blessed. We are blessed in so many ways. And maybe you're here today, and maybe you're hearing this message for the very first time. Maybe you're clicking through online and you're trying to find some hope in this crazy world we live in. I want you to know that um, this flies in the face of our culture right now. This message, this submission to authority, this, this honoring authority and the, the leaders of our, our country flies in the face. But I, I, I believe with all my heart and I believe because scripture says that our leaders are placed in their positions by God. I. I Whatever you're thinking, I believe that because Scripture says in Romans 13, that's the case, that He places leadership in their places. And for that reason, we need to honor them, submit to their authority. If they ask us to engage in behavior that's contradictory to our moral structure of faith, then I don't believe in that. But at the same time, I believe that in most cases, that's not the case. And we need to be those citizens that cause people to take a double take 
and to look at the life differently and to look at it from a perspective of hope rather than a per perspective of despair or a perspective of rebellion and pushing back and, and making a mess of things. No, you and I today have an opportunity to make a difference, not by being um, <clears throat> loud and obnoxious, but by being these, these people that God commends, that the lost commends, that God says, yeah, that's, that's what I love. Because he gave us an example of how to make a difference. He gave us an example of what it means to die on a cross and to give his life for those, for others, rather than make a mess of things. Today, we must pray. We must pray for our country. We must pray for our leaders. We must pray for President Trump, Governor Newsom, and all the leaders around them. That God gives them divine wisdom, that God intervenes, that God works in their hearts and lives so that we, you and I, can experience uh, the joy of knowing that God's influence is there. But more importantly, more importantly, as we pray, we must live for the sake of the lost. We must live for the sake of the Lord. We must live for that reward. We must live remembering what Jesus did for us because when we remember that, that's the kind of sacrifice we need to make today. That's the kind of influence that we need to live so that we can make a difference in our world today. I believe God's going to do amazing things. What can you do today to honor leadership? What can you do today to respect leadership and authority in our world today? What can you do today to be that bright light instead of that dim light or even that ineffective uh, uh, darkness that uh, is happening in our world today? What can you be to make a difference. I believe God is calling all of us to love our neighbor like never before. I believe that God is calling us to maybe write a letter or an email and say, uh, you know, Governor Newsom, we're praying for you. Whatever, the, whatever, you're, whatever you feel in your heart, but let, make sure that whatever it is, it's about glorifying God, making God bigger and better and shinier and more beautiful than ever before. I believe he's working in our hearts to help us be a bright light in a very dark time. And I know that God's doing that in your life, in my life. And I pray, and I'm gonna pray in just a moment, that God will help us all to become this bright, bright, just a spotlight on who Jesus is in this world today. I believe that's what this is all about. Today, we honor our leaders, we honor those in authority, and we become the best possible citizens we can be to make a difference in our world. Maybe you're here with us today and you don't have a personal relationship with God. Well, I, I wanna take this moment just to pray for you because I believe that the first thing that we can do to become a difference maker in this world is, is to accept the difference that Jesus wants to make in your life and my life. And that is to give our hearts to Jesus and say, Jesus, I love you. Thank you for redeeming my heart. And thank you for dying on a cross so that I could have my sins forgiven. Thank you for raising from the dead so that I can have eternal life. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. Will you pray this prayer with me? If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, but you want one, pray this prayer. Jesus. Thank you so much for dying on a cross so that my sins can be forgiven. I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. Please accept my confession of sin and forgive me of my sin. And I thank you for that. 
and I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that you came to life three days later, giving me the hope of eternal life. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name and I receive you as my Savior right now and I become a member of the family of God right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, I'm super excited because that is what it's all about, is seeing your heart given to Christ so that you can have eternal life and become a part of our family, which is awesome. And church, I want to challenge you today. What are you going to do? Don't let this message go, oh, that was, that was, that was different, that was, that was cool, that was whatever. Do something. Do something today to honor leadership. Do something to recognize those around us. Do something that will allow people to see that Jesus is the difference maker in our lives. Jesus, I pray right now in your name that you make a difference in all of us to make a difference in this world. Help us, God. Give us guidance. Give us insight. Give us ideas to go and make a difference, to support our leaders, to become great citizens, to shine your light so bright that everyone sees who you are. Lord, I pray again for our country that you would bring peace and hope and calm to our circumstance, that you would bring peace and hope to our situation. And may you change everything, we pray in Jesus' name. We give you all the glory, all the praise. Amen and amen. God bless you. I love you. I'm praying for you. You guys are amazing. Thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.